Sunday poor, we are back. It is Monday night, first show of the week. President's Day 2021. Uh, Valentine's Day came and went. Pitchers and catchers reporting this week. We are uh, just about past the halfway checkpoint of February. I could almost see the light. Uh, I could see I could see something else here. It's catching my attention. That looks like a nice, tall, white can holiday Budweiser being poured right now. The first one being drank on the show uh, of 2021, I think. I don't even think I've had one on the show. You You're go. first in a few uh, few months. Yeah, I've not had a beer since uh, since Christmas Day, and I got a little catching up, I suppose. So I I did have my first drink this weekend, drinks this weekend. Um, but I, I was saving a beer for the show, so. Go uh, ahead. The might, floor is yours. Might go down in one. It might go down in one shot. I don't know. <laughs> smells delicious. Yeah, smells so good. That's where you've been. Yeah. Oh, baby. You're like the kid in Willy Wonka. <laughs> Augustus Galoop. Yeah. You're going to turn into a grape now or whatever the fuck happened. Augustus fell into the river of chocolate. I got sucked oh, up to that. I referenced the movie. I can't remember anything about it. I just, I just remember something fucked up shit happens to all the kids along the way. Mm. I remember more of the Pawtucket Pat episode of Family Guy. Well, that was a classic in itself for sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had my, my, the first drink I had was, was wine. I actually, uh, we went out to dinner on Saturday night, went to the Bronx, uh, went to little Italy in the Bronx and, uh, just went, just made reservations, went in, they had like their own little sectioned off, uh, table and, uh, they brought over the wine, poured it so I could taste it. And I tell uh-huh. no joke, like I smelled it. And everything perked up. And I sipped it, and I've never tasted wine like that before. I mean, the rest was normal, but the fir- at first sip, like my taste buds are blown away. Not no, it's like no exaggeration. Was it like born again? Born again, yeah. It was. I'm not gonna say it was worth it, but it, that that was close to making it worth it. Okay, I could see that. It was like a baptism almost. The wine. It was very spiritual sounds yeah of course maybe i'm building it up in my head i mean it was like like on uh wednesday i could have i could have started drinking i think on wednesday and i was like kind of waited it out like once you make it that far there's no rush you know yeah wednesday that's anticlimactic you do it on wednesday (laughs) so i figured you know nice italian dinner what place in arthur avenue uh yeah arthur avenue amelia's like my okay. I still haven't. I still haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, it's weird. Like the menus are a little cut back, and uh, but still excellent though. Good stuff. That was our good though. A A plus meal. Yeah, it was great. I got local. I loaded up on apps. Also, haven't been out for dinner in a long time. So I got like three apps, and then the meal and the dessert, which I hardly ever get a dessert, but I usually take a bite or two if whoever else gets one. Yeah. But uh, I got my own dessert this time. It was like, for, like first time out in forever. I took it all in. Tiramisu? 
No, I, I might have got tiramisu. I got tartu, tartufo. Tartufo, okay. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not, I'm not really a big dessert guy when I go out either. No, hardly, like, never, hardly ever. Like, may, maybe I'll get, like, uh, the sorbet, like, something kind of light, never, like, a heavy, never, like, a chocolate cake or anything like that. No. I love, and I love chocolate cake. Although, I've been with you when we've gotten serious dessert. So, yeah. it just kind of depends on the mode and the, the mood. The and, a la mode, yeah. And how stoned you are. But I wasn't, uh, yeah, I, wasn't I guess that does on depend Saturday. on it, too. <laughs> I mean, I usually just eat myself into submission during the meal, which is why I usually don't go for dessert. I'd rather just have an espresso. Yeah. I like I, drinking dessert. I like a nice digestive. Oh, I did that, too. I got the Zambuca, which is first book, obviously. Well, you have to, I assume, yeah. That goes there, yeah. That's almost uh, built Automatic. in. Yeah. So, it was, it's good to be back, man. It's, whew, man, it was a long ride, but it was, uh, it was good. I got a nice... Uh, you ever do this, a grilled branzino? I've had branzino. I think it was grilled. But, like, we got, we got everything with, like, the head and the tail on it. Is that how it comes all the time? I think so, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, I didn't know. I was like, I just wanted something that I had no chance of ever making at the house. Yeah, it's, like, it's always the, a good bet. Yeah, we usually do. That's usually the go, go-to, which is something that you're not going to make. But I've had a lot of things on the menu here already. So I was just like, yeah, this is – like I said, first time out in forever. I haven't, uh, you know, I've been cooking up plenty. Let me do something that's no chance. It comes out. I had no idea what was coming. Fucking thing. Oh, yeah. It's a <laughs> sight, look, man. Look at it. Yeah, it's serious. But it was, all, it was delicious, though. It was excellent. So that was it. That was like our Valentine's uh, dinner. I went out. There's a cigar place. By the way, cigar place in the Bronx. Uh, it's right across the street from Amelia's. It's it wasn't like the guy rolling in the marketplace. It's mm-hmm. like a it's like a cigar lounge. Which, um, you know how I'm kind of I don't know if I'm owed a, a bachelor party, but my bachelor party got like cut short, and we always kind of talked like joked about like oh we gotta do something uh, to make up for it. Yeah, I, I know. I'm in the same boat right now, but yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't kinda. be I wouldn't be against doing like just a few guys getting a getting a car going down to the Bronx doing like a pregame in the beer garden there going out to dinner cigar bar after dinner drinks take the cars back that kind of deal I mean, it's how, how is the beer garden there because i've had this i've want, been wanting to take my wife there for like almost since we met i've never made it to arthur avenue my my whole thing was planned around beer garden mm-hmm. dinner because i saw the beer it's a cool place to kill a couple hours i figured well it's right in the, the beer garden's great because it's right in the middle of the market which I mean, if you ever been to the market, you walk in to, to your right. There's uh, well, they're in the right in the middle. When you walk in, there's a, a guy rolling cigars, little hut type thing. And then as you wrap around, there's a there's a butcher. There's a there's like two different deli sections. Uh, there's like little like on the left side. There's like little uh, I don't know odds and ends like Italian delicacies and Italian yeah. dip, shit like that. Little t-shirt guy. Um, and then fruits, vegetables, nuts, like places packed. But so before the fruits and vegetables and after the cigar guy is the beer garden and it's a bar that can sit maybe eight people. And then a few tables, I don't know, another dozen to 20 people tops that could sit there. And there's yeah. like a cafe there too, I think. And a deli you could sit down, there's a cafe you could sit. So a few different places, but th- this, I'm going to say at the most, there's like, 
25 or 28 people that can sit at this beer garden. And it's all New York beers. And I mean, That's they have, cool. like, they have, yeah, they have, um, you know, like picking appetizer stuff, but it's not like Italian. Doesn't really, the, the food itself doesn't really fit in with the whole street. But I mean, it's like a perfect for where it is. I mean, it's right in the middle of like a, a go-to place in the Bronx. Like when you're on Arthur Avenue, you got to go to the market. Um, it's very, it's just Pick up some bread or something. Yeah, I got bread and I, got, I just got a loaf. I got some frisales and uh, prosciutto bread, which is already gone. I killed it. On Sunday, that was Sunday. I ate most of it on Sunday and I finished it this today. <laughs> like the yeah. last couple of bites. But yeah, Beer Garden is uh, it's a good spot to go. And this is oh, so, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's a good spot if you're gonna break a streak. I didn't hit the Beer Garden, but yeah, I, w- I would have. No, I just meant Arthur Avenue in general, not. Oh yeah. Not yeah, Beer Garden. You have your wife there, yeah, man. Ah, I just haven't gotten there. We were gonna, we were thinking about going around Christmas time because usually we go to the city. Mm. She likes to see the tree, and we usually go to, you know, we've been to Patsy's and places like that in the city. Yep. And uh, we just called an audible and didn't go around the holidays because I didn't feel like getting COVID right before Christmas. So for that, now the holidays for, were over. For sightseeing, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, well, no, the city was always this. There's no way I was going to the city during these times. <laughs> I considered Arthur Avenue, but I was just like, uh, I can't keep up with all these travel restrictions. I ended up getting like a $2,000 ticket in the mail because I didn't follow. I was in New York for an extra hour than I, I legally should have been. So, uh, I mean, it, it, well, maybe when it gets a little bit warmer, I, I got I to I gotta get there. Yeah, because it's a place you could walk around, just kind of dive into a place, you know, here and there and, uh, you know, get out of there. You don't need to, you don't really need to sit in a restaurant to make a day of it. It helps, but I mean, there's little cafes you can sit outside. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's old guy shucking clams on the side of the street. You could spend a few minutes there. That guy's good. There, I saw a guy who was freezing, but there's, there was a guy out there doing it. Right. From what, I've heard, from what I've heard, that's, like, compared to, say, Little Italy in, Man, in Manhattan, mm-hmm. like, the Arthur Avenue is still very authentic, whereas. I mean, yeah, I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised. Like, it got tighter, you know, as things would – you know, as you, as time goes on, like there's, there's not as many times in the area. I feel like it's grown in the past 20 years. Believe it or not, I feel like after when I was a kid, I'd, I'd go there. And I feel like it shrunk a little bit, and now it's expanded. There's more places there. There's always new places I haven't seen uh, popping up there. I mean, that beer garden is is a prime example. That was that happened. Pre- that's probably one of the you know when it was shrinking. That's probably one of the decisions they made. That was kind of help to, to kind of help Arthur Avenue uh, spring back up again. But they haven't really sold out or anything. They're still like kind of true to what they are. Well, it's funny. I mean, the, the kids that owned it there, I still remember it's obviously I remember their names are Paul and Anthony. So yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's what I, I met them. I must've met them like, within six months of them opening the place. And they sat down, they talked to us. And I was like, that's cool that, you know, you get a couple of younger Italian kids. Um, kind of keeping the tradition of the street alive. And they're like, oh, no, neither of us are Italian. I was like, what? They're like, no, we're both Puerto Rican. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. They're <laughs> brothers. I mean, they're obviously both Puerto Rican, but they're brothers. 
But they said they got their bulls broken when they wanted to open the place up. But with that in mind, I mean, it's, it was a brilliant idea that the older times weren't having. So um, they still, you keep the authentic feeling around the place and, and you bring in like this new age stuff. Well, what kind of place is it? This is the cigar place? No, it's the beer garden. It's, it's the beer garden in the market. Oh, the beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's yeah, but no, the, I figure the beer garden would get maybe a little bit of a younger crowd there and then it yeah. kind of. Absolutely. It brings the restaurants uh, other business that they wouldn't normally get. It's a, it was, it's a brilliant idea. I'm sure they get some Fordham students there also. You know, it's not like I said, it's not a big place, but I'm sure they get some you know, students there during the day. Yeah, it was, it's really business-wise a brilliant idea. So, uh, And then right next to there, you can go get uh, your lamb shops or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. It's yeah. multifaceted over there. Best sandwich I ever had in my life was in that, in the deli. Like, there's a deli in the far back left. I had a friend with the Fordham, and I forget why I was there, but he, I, the next the next day he had class, and I was just ha- there to hang out, and I walked down uh-huh. there, and I got a chicken cutlet with broccoli rob, and it was the, just very simple, but it was the best sandwich I ever had in my life. Nice, yeah. I, to- I, have, a, I have an aunt that every Christmas – she goes down to Arthur, not on Christmas, but for Christmas. She gets, I don't know, one of those delis down there. She gets the uh, ravioli okay. down there. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's probably more than one deli down there, yeah. right? Probably yeah, yeah. a few of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She swears by uh, this place. She always makes the ravioli on Christmas. Did she gets like frozen ravioli there? I think so. It's the place nice. that makes them, though. Yeah, nice. All right. Yeah, she got, you got to get that name for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll no. figure it out. Cool. All right. Uh, but that, so then I pop in the cigar bar after dinner. Yeah. Just, just to pick one up because I was just with the kids and my wife, and I'm not going to the cigar bar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go in there, and I'm like, I just want to pick one up. Is that? I go in the humidor, I grab one. And uh, I go out, and he's like, there's music playing. He's like, if you could name uh, what soundtrack this song is off of. And it was like some house techno, some shit that I never heard. So you name what song this this one's from, uh, what movie uh, this song is from. I'll give you the cigar for free. So I'm listening. It's like I gotta figure, I gotta figure it out. You know, like I I don't know, like I have no idea. And uh, I'm listening for like a minute. He's like, <laughs> immediately starts breaking my balls. He goes, "You listen to the whole fucking record?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, all right." And I took a guess and I was wrong. And it was from The Matrix. I know oh, I wouldn't have gotten. It. I was like a million years. I wouldn't have gotten. It. You could have given me a thousand guesses. I wouldn't have gotten. It. The original Matrix. I have no idea. I assume it was the original. I didn't ask for a breakdown. <laughs> I would ask for what scene? <laughs> what scene? Is this when he's dodging bullets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't, didn't occur to me. But, but apparently it does that all the time. Ask oh, if you can name the, sound, if you can name, uh, the song from the soundtrack yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was a $7 cigar. It wasn't a $30 cigar or anything like that. Yeah, right, 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 right. It wasn't a Davidoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. So there you go. Mission yeah. accomplished on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Eve, yeah. Valentine's Eve. That's yeah. it. The whole weekend. It's. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not a uh, I'm not beholden to the calendar. I'll make I'll no. call I'll call the shots on what I'm going to celebrate this day. It's not a real holiday. It's even it's insulting to even call it a holiday. Uh, I'll celebrate when I'm damn well ready to celebrate. No, it's not like Christmas. No, no, it's not December 25th. You know, it's not Thanksgiving. You yeah. celebrate it when you can. Have, have you, you get ever, around to it? 
Have you ever um, been to a butcher in New Haven called Provisions? Provisions? Yeah. No. I went there yesterday. I got a couple of steaks. Pretty good. Where, where is this at? It's on State Street, past everything. Um, past modern, past... Um, uh, what's the... Something Naveen? It's right, it's right by that restaurant. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's right, it's right by there. Yeah. I you're going past Goodfellas and all that. Yeah, oh, you're yeah, like yeah. in East Rock, basically. Ba- yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's see where yeah, we not are. Bad. Not bad. A little, oh, little yeah. Fun. It's right oh. past uh, Oak Haven. A little pricey, but uh, yeah, good spot. I haven't. I got their sausages. I got to try those tomorrow. Yeah, you were right near where that murder took place, basically. Yeah, scoping the scene out. Case in the place, yeah. Oh yeah, I know where. The, yeah, okay. This was it was not as far down as I thought it was. Yeah, it's right in the middle of all the, where all this shit is. Dempsey's, the hot dog place across the street. Oh, to me, that's the to me, it's the end of everything. That's your okay. So it's not. Well, no, it te- it technically is, but I thought you were I thought you were past like almost in hand. I thought you were, gotcha. I thought you were further down. Gotcha. All right, I have to see provisions. Yeah, we have a those places are are pricey. We have a place near us like that, Shoreline. Okay, you could tell like it's good shit. Like I went in there like, for my maybe my birthday last year and got some nice steaks. You're paying out the ass, but I mean it is good. Once yeah, in a once while. once in a while I gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta um, do it. I did surf and turf on Saturday. Just an update on that murder before we get into that. They haven't found this guy yet in Atlanta. Fucking unbelievable. Do you hear this about this run-in, man, that he had with the North Haven police? The, the killer? Yeah. No. He was in a junkyard somewhere in North Haven. Oh, that was – yeah, I knew they were searching the junkyard in North Haven, but he had a run-in with the North – yeah, the North Haven police. I'm surprised. <laughs> they, they were face-to-face with this guy, and they let him go? There's there's conflicting reports, and I you know I try and read all kinds of different articles because you're going to get a different story. <laughs> you read seven articles, you'll get seven different stories about what happened. Yep. Uh, I guess by from what I heard, he was driving a stolen car. Okay. And one story said they ran the plate, and it hadn't been uh, hadn't yet been reported stolen. And there's another report that says the cops didn't run the plate. Uh, so I'm not sure. It was, they found him there at 1030 at night. Uh, about, I guess it must have been a couple hours after the murder. What he was doing there, I don't know. If he was trying to, you know, get rid of the car or whatnot. Sounds like something shady. Oh, no, no. I think they, what happens is that they, uh, they towed the car. Okay. Because he had a flat tire. And the cops dropped him off at the well, Best Western, let's say. I don't know if it's the Best Western, but one of those hotels in North Haven. Okay. And then when they realized he was a person of interest, like they went back to the hotel and he was gone. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, this is a we should. This is the movie. It's another movie we should be writing. Absolutely, I was. I don't know how it ends though. <sighs> I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah. So, okay. So, <laughs> U.S. Marshal Duffy is like uh, this guy was being interviewed. He's like, he's going to be caught. He's probably fuming <laughs> at the North Haven police. I can't believe that. Yeah, they are fucking dunces. Sorry, man. I've had a couple of run-ins with those idiots. They're yeah, they're, they're schmucks. Yeah, I don't know how you let them go. 
so yeah, hopefully we'll have more. Uh, hopefully we'll have more info next time we're on, because that's. I mean, it just looks like we're at a standstill right now. They're looking for him in Georgia. Apparently, he was with family in Georgia. They said, like, what's going on? Oh man, <laughs> they're not finding this guy. Are you kidding me? This guy's in the wind. He's dust. Needle in a haystack. Zip. You don't think they got him? He was last seen on foot carrying a black backpack. All right. Good luck. Can't, you'll never find a guy with a black backpack. Yeah. A thousand people. <laughs> they posted pictures on the internet of him with uh, the fiance. Oh, no. How, did, he look, did he look happy? Happier times? Uh, it, looked, it looked like. The, the article I read was there was no reason to believe that they were ever romantically involved. It was a picture of them socializing at, uh, you know, some student thing, mixer, or, you know, could have been some, I don't know, charity, something, something along those lines. Like it wasn't like they were uh, hand in hand or anything. Got it. Got it. Uh, but I would, I would start looking at the fiance though. I don't know. The fiance is not Asian. She's a white chick. And I feel like that's a white chick crime, like having your fiance whacked. By a guy that's easily traced right back to you. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my wife watches Snapped all the time. You ever hear of that show? Snapped? Yeah. No, I know I know like the wife's killed husband. I've seen a bunch of those shows. I never saw I don't think I ever saw Snapped. Oh yeah. She loves that show, which freaks me out a little bit. It's like <laughs> you're not taking notes or anything, are you? Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but it's always, it's always like white trash women who are, you know, having their husbands murdered or act doing, whether they're the ones murdering or having the boyfriend do it. It's a white chick crime. Getting, getting nabbed with the undercover agent who's, you know, supposed to be a hitman. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always something. It's always something ridiculous. So I'm looking at the fiance. Government. Apparently she lived close by too. With the murder of the murder scene. Oh no! I mean, he could have just traced her. He could have just traced the guy there, and uh, you know, yeah, she's probably not in on it. All I'm saying is, let's take a look. I don't take know about pro- I don't know about probably not. I don't know. You think fifty-fifty odds you give her? Everybody's a suspect. Ah, oh, what's her name? I forget what her name was. Her name made her sound a little guilty. <laughs> It sounded like someone who'd be in connection with a, with a murder. This is going to be on uh, own, the OWN network or whatever Snapped is on, you're saying. Yeah, I forget what channel. Oprah, is it Oprah's network? Probably. That's OWN, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's always, there's always, uh, there's always uh, a few laughs on that channel. <laughs> Snapped. Ridiculous show. I, I like those shows, though, man. It, to me, that's like it's not nothing's ever as good as it, but they're in the same family as like Unsolved Mysteries, which I really love. Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, it's not quite. It doesn't have the charm that Unsolved Mysteries no, has. No, no, no. That I, I don't know if you have like Amazon Prime, but all the seasons of Unsolved Mysteries are on Amazon Prime. Really? How many seasons of Unsolved Mysteries are there? I was watching season seven the other day, and there's a couple more. I just kind of. Do like my do a shuffle in my brain and go to the season and start it. I'll see you. Just you'll uh, run the gauntlet. You'll go bunch in a row. I mean, I usually put it on like right before bed. Like that's my 
that's my bedtime story <laughs> for myself. That's Robert Stack. Yeah, he's great. It's great, man. Yeah, not usually. Usually, it's like an edge of my seat. What's going on? I love it. Oh, I watched the new Denzel movie. Speaking of unsolved mysteries. Oh yeah, I watched it too. Um, but I, I nodded off a little bit in the middle of it, and then it was I woke- okay. All right, yeah, that's what that's the, that's the feeling I got, and I was like, I don't need to go back and watch it again. It was all right. <laughs> well, uh, so you made it like halfway through? No, I've I, then I got up and finished it. Oh, so. okay. yeah, it kept uh-huh. you on the edge of your seat. There wasn't really much of a payoff, but it kept you kept you locked in for a little bit. How do you um? How do you feel about the the kid? Obviously, it was, it's Denzel. It's um, Rami Malek, and yeah, then, Freddie Mercury. How do you feel? About, how do you feel about Rami Malek? Do you like that guy as an actor? Uh, I don't know, man. He's got a weird look to him, doesn't he? No, I don't. I just don't. I don't dig him. I don't like him. You don't like him? It's the I teeth just, or the face or something. Not, I just don't. I just didn't really love his acting, to be honest with you. I don't know. I kind of indifferent. That's only the second thing I've ever seen him do. Gotcha. I only, I only saw Bohemian Rhapsody that one time. and I mean, I didn't love that movie, but he was good in it, so I'm kind of indifferent on him. I don't know. I watched um, a movie from uh, the Safdie brothers, the guys who did Uncut Gems. I think yeah. The movie they did before that was called a movie called Good Time. And the, okay. main, the main character is uh, Robert Pattinson. He's the new Batman, like a pretty right. type guy. Twilight, yep. Yep, I can tell you the mo- I liked the movie a lot. The most of the characters I liked, the actors they use like a lot of like authentic type people. Like there's a couple people in that movie that it's like yeah, this guy. Like there's one guy who's like half a gangster and he comes in, he talks a little bit of shit. I'm like, there's a million of these people that exist, and uh, the one guy not believe like he's supposed to be like a street thug, like he's a bank robber kind of a, uh, I don't know. Like, I guess a badass, but a fuck up that's a badass. That's Pattinson. I did not buy him in that role at all. I like the movie. It's a shame because I really like the movie. Yeah. Um, but him, like, same thing. I just couldn't, couldn't buy him. I didn't buy any of the shit that he was throwing down. Like, I don't think I ever, I'd ever run into you like on a subway. I would not be scared of you on a subway. It was just you and me. I know what you mean because I just watched this past, uh, this past uh, season of Fargo. Yeah. And I did not buy Chris Rock. Oh. In the role he played, same sort of thing. He's supposed to play like kind of a tough guy, uh, wise guy, sort of like the leader of a family. And, and I don't know, maybe he was just watching his stand up for years. It's just didn't buy Chris Rock in that role. Huh? Yeah, interesting. Did you, did you, do, did you do a good job, like with the like acting of it, or you just didn't? Are you just not buying him as a tough guy? Ah. He, couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't done anything to sway you. It's probably fifty fifty. I don't know. Chris Rock's okay. I mean, his stand-up is—he's I mean, one of the funniest guys. Yeah, yeah. In terms of stand-up, um, I, I just wasn't buying him in this role. I don't know if there's anything he could have done. Yeah, okay. Really. I don't know if it was. A, his, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't buy Chris Rock as a tough guy. Yeah, I hear you. It's tough. A lot of these guys, you know, it's it's not easy, obviously. <laughs> All right, so let's rewind. Let's rewind this. You started saying you did a little surfing turf on Saturday. You got your. Yes. You got your kitchen, I hear. It's, it's in order. All right. 99% of the way there, but it's in order. Nice. 
Yeah, surf and turf. That was, was Saturday. Was that Scallops. your gallops? Oh, you did all weekend Valentine's stuff. That kind of deal. Well, I wouldn't say. I mean, Sunday I just made sauce. That could be any Sunday, but yeah, my wife requested it, so we made sauce. Nice. But Saturday was like the Valentine's meal, though: steak and scallops. Nice wedge salad. Ooh, all right. Um, yeah, that was it. And that's when I watched the little things. Denzel, All right. did you know? Did you did you know that scary movies were a thing on Valentine's Day or Valentine's weekend? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Because <laughs> I I don't know, I forget what channel maybe an IFC or Vice I always confuse those channels. Mm-hmm. They were doing a scary movie marathon. I caught a little bit of The Shining yesterday. Oh, I turned right. to my wife and I asked her. I was like, "Is are scary movies are the, are those are they romantic?" And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. How's the shining, now, how's the shining romantic? <laughs> I know. I never associated scary movies with being romantic either. But apparently there's – I mean, she's a bigger scary movie fan than I am. But I guess there's uh, – like they had the Halloweens on, I think. Uh, I don't know. Those are like – I guess those you could consider those good date movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, you take a woman to a theater back in the right, day when you could go to a theater. Just- Grabbing your arm, getting close. That's that, the only that, thing I could think yeah, of. That I could, yeah, that I could see. No, uh, yeah, but it was the first time I real I ever like took notice. Like, oh, they have a lot of scary movies on this weekend. I don't know. The only I saw Casablanca on Friday night. It was on. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched a chunk of it. Yeah, that one never. That movie never gets old for me. I still haven't seen Casablanca. How's that possible? I got some time. It's only been 80 years since it came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess once you rush. <laughs> yeah. When you put it that way, I got plenty of time. <laughs> By the way, 75% off candy some places uh, today. I got so much. I sell fucking Halloween candy here. That's insane. I could, I could, there's no way I can make Halloween candy last that long. I mean, it's not playing it's my kids for not having a sweet tooth, I guess. They don't have a sweet tooth. I mean, I, I don't really have a sweet tooth do. either, but if it's there. They have, they have a lot of candy, though, man. It's not just like, I mean, how often can you dip into the Three Musketeers? The good Three Musketeers. There's always shit around, too. There's always cookies and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's, you know. That's true. You do, have, you do have a lot of stuff in there to choose from. I keep them, yeah. I, I take care of them cookie-wise. I mean, that's, you know, half for me as well, but... uh. They're taken care of. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I don't really keep that stuff in the house. But when I do get it, it's not lasting very long. <laughs> there you are. All right. So that's it. You're, you're like, uh, you, you do it, you go in, in spurts. I'm just a steady, you know. I'm a binge, a, binge guy. You're a binge guy, yeah. I'm, a, I'm just a steady consumer. I'm like the bulimic yes. of snack eaters without the throwing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I go all key. in. Like, my wife brought home this big cookie today from work. I, I don't know if she got it for free or whatever. Yep. Like, she opened it up. And once it was open, I'm like, I'm eating it. What kind of That's cookie? Chocolate, big chocolate chip cookie? Uh, no. It was, well, we, uh, yeah, it was uh, M&M's in it. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And I was like, am I not gonna, I can't, once it's open. Yeah, I get this picture. It's like, kind of want to bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, she broke off half of it. Split it, and I was like, "I'm gonna finish that, all right." 
it's right, it's right there, you know. I'm like a dog. Food in front of me, man. It's hard. It's like bread on a table when you're out. Oh, it's so good. I start Excellent. breaking out in hives, man. It's like somebody's got to somebody's got to take something, or else I'm just I'm eating it. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Yeah, no, they. On Saturday, man, they put out the good bread. I mean, all the bread on our driving is like phenomenal. Yeah. They put out the bread and it's like it's gone in two minutes. Forget about it. You got to, though, man. What are you going to do? You dip it, it back? Dip it in the oil. You save like a piece or two for the meal if you have something with sauce or. We asked for, we asked for another dish of it. <laughs> we, oh, finished, yeah. we finished the first round. We're like, I'll oh, bring some more. Keep them coming. Oh, yep. Bread is on the house. Yeah. Uh, what are like the what are like the lonely depressed people of the world do on Valentine's like I would think if I was single I wouldn't take it to heart that Valentine's Day was a day I feel like this I stick I think it's a stupid day now that I have somebody to you know celebrate with yeah but I'm like if you're like lonely and depressed how do you take in Valentine's Day? there's hearts everywhere people are doing like cute messages on Twitter and Facebook and all the Fucking social media is just filled up with stupid Valentine's messages. What about the brokenhearted on Valentine's Day? What? Who thinks about them? When's their day? They need it. Those people need a day. I don't know. So how depressed are we talking? Uh, enough to like when you see like roads on Valentine's Day, you're like, fuck. I have nobody. Nobody cares for me. Nobody loves me. And I have, I have, so I have all this love to give. I have nobody, like nobody that, uh, I don't know, not depressed like, I don't know. Not like Columbine depressed. Jesus, no, those people need a padded room. Well, did Columbine happen on 420? Yeah, Hitler's birthday, yeah. Ridiculous. Not because it was 420, not because of the good reasons of 420. Yeah. Which was Hitler's birthday, yeah. Fucking scumbags. That is tough, that's like, oof. Hitler's birthday and 420 be on the same day. Man, talk about the uh, you know opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yep. If there was ever a guy who needed weed, too. Jesus, that's probably all it would take. And the war right then and there. Yeah, two hits and be like, "What the fuck am I doing? Marching people <laughs> to their deaths." <laughs> oh, Paranoias would wash over them. Yeah. What if, what if I'm wrong about all this? <laughs> Look, my master race theory is wrong. Oh, that. Oh no. I mean, there's one time I got stoned. And this fucking mustache. I mean, I can't believe I thought this looked good. <laughs> well, give me a bic. <laughs> yeah. First Ava. things first. Ava, go get me a bic and some and some shaving cream, please. Yeah. Go get with the Barbasol. Yeah. First things first. Concentration camps can wait a few minutes. We got to get rid of the stash first before <laughs> I address the people. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was a time I got stoned and I was worried I was going to be able to pay the bills. I was, like, too high. And I was like, oh, man, do I have enough money to pay the bills? And then I got to ask my wife. She's like, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. I'm just paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. It was that, I could see was, being paranoid about money, but, like, being worried about paying that month's bills. Well, it was that, it was that lollipop. So I don't know if that really counts. Remember that lollipop, the, the Greek oh, lollipop? Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah, I had some visions that. That night, I did the lollipop. Yeah, the walls were closing on me. That was existential on numerous levels. That was probably that was probably the easiest fear I had that at that day. 
But yeah, so yeah. Avila, geez, if he was, if you're doing, you know, if you had habits as bad as Hitler's habits, I mean, Jesus, you would, uh, I would think you would crash immediately. But didn't they do experiments? The Nazis do do experiments, but with drugs, but like with speed and shit. I think so. It was the yeah. evil drugs. It wasn't the cool mellow drugs. Uh, I mean, if it's a Nazi drug, I think it's by definition it's an evil drug. Well, I'm just saying, speed is. Speed wasn't gonna end the uh, wasn't gonna end World War Two. No, no. Um, Jesus. Then uh, Italy flip flopped a couple times in that war, right? Uh, no, they were they were with Hitler. Mussolini was with Hitler all along. They were buddies. I thought they started good, then they went bad. Well, you see, because here's the it thing: was a bad luck for them. In World so War Mo- Mussolini. Like was Hitler's boy. Like he he wanted to be like Hitler, I think. And uh, the here's where it's good is that the after everything happened, they dragged Mussolini through the street and hung him in like the square. Yeah, the Italian people. So, you know, you can't equate the politicians with the people of the of a country. Can't. True. So that's like that's the good look for the Italians right there. They took care of business. They're like, no, this guy's a fucking embarrassment. String him up by his fucking nuts. That's it. So good job by the Italians to come together over this that dictator's body. <laughs> Brought them together, Mussolini. Yeah. I told you about the place in Stratford, Gaetano's, that has a sandwich named the Mussolini. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I got like a Gaetano's. little bit of a problem with that. What's in it? <laughs> I don't know, but it'll dictate your appetite. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a nice thing. <laughs> they're, they're Italian guys, too. I know. I was just like, come on, man. You got like the John Wayne and the. The Denier, I maybe John Wayne might not be the best example either, but I mean John Wayne wasn't a dictator; he was maybe mildly racist in his day. But he wasn't. It's, true, true. But um, I actually think I have gotten John Wayne there too. But the Mussolini, it's like I don't know. I can't be celebrating that guy. I think it's a joke, though. No, it's not just a joke. Yeah, but he's up there with like such great names, man. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It stands out. There's something hot on it, I think, the Mussolini. Gotta be hot peppers. I mean, there's hot peppers on all the sandwiches. By the way, that kid who's still on the loose, five grand if you have, if you uh, bring him down, I think. I think I'm going to need more than five grand to bring down a murder suspect. The Mussolini is Genoa salami, dry mozzarella, and broccoli rabe. Ah, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> It'll dictate your appetite. You had that part right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd be in this place a million times, man. This is good stuff. Oh, you know what movie I watched, too, on Valentine's Day? Uh, no. Nine and a half weeks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's, yeah. Talk about taking notes and being terrified of the person watching the movie. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Psychological thriller. My wife had never seen it before. I misled her a little bit and told her it was a romantic movie, but it's really not. What was her reaction when when it was over? Like you're full. Like halfway through it, halfway through, she's like, "He's kind of an asshole." I'm like, "Yeah, he psychologically tortures her, but we're already we're already we're already in too deep. We got to keep it running." (laughs) I told you how the novel ends. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember, but. Yeah. He leaves her at a psych ward. She has a mental right, breakdown, yeah. and he just leaves her there. In the right, movie, right. she actually like 
just has it with him and kind of leaves the apartment. So it's a little bit, not quite as heavy, the uh, movie. Uh, But I remember like watching that movie growing up and thinking it was like basically a porno. And I think maybe like actual porn has desensitized my brain where it's just like, it's a couple nice sex scenes. That's about it. They bang in an alley in the rain. Well, we can basing her phenomenal. Uh, you know, in her, in her, you know, basically her peak. But like, I remember like building it up in my head, like growing up, like this is basically porn. And now with actual porn, it's like, oh, okay, it's just a couple of nice scenes. Uh, when you, when you're a kid, I mean, you know exactly where to find whatever you're looking for in any of those movies. Like, you just yeah. know what movies have what scenes, and if it's on TV, you you put it on, and you'll know if you missed it or not by the, whatever point in the movie it is. Like, you know, if you put on. Um, wild things like you know if you missed threesome or you just know like depending on what part of the movie. first thing hour. you think of when you hear wild things it's a yeah. half hour it's a half hour into the movie like exactly a half hour into the movie but besides that <laughs> uh you know do you even do you even leave wild things on if it, if you put it on past the, that scene uh i don't think so i think bill murray's part is basically over at that point too so no <laughs> he might show up one more time after that but yeah i, I don't think it's worth it's the movie ends right there, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Denise Richards looks good throughout, though. So oh, you, yeah. you 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 know you don't get the money shots, but you you know you you do get some some quality Denise Richards time. Sam yeah. Lombardo, that's Dylan's character. <laughs> Man, guidance he, counselor. He was, he had a good run of playing a complete scumbag. Really good run. Yeah, Dylan, brilliant. <laughs> um. Like I'm trying to think, like what other move? Like, there's no nudity in it, but like Cruel Intentions, you know all the hot parts in that movie. I actually I, watched Cruel Intentions recently too. I caught it. Wow, wow! On like a Saturday night, me and my wife. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie uh, forever. Does it hold up all right? Besides Sarah Michelle Gellar, I know what she does. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar is very nice. Um, uh, it's 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 very it's very '90s. It feels very '90s. It's a little corny. Yeah. I don't know how it would be received. I almost equated it when I was watching it, and it was probably like 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, this is the type of movie that you watch at like 2, 3 in the morning. If you've never seen before, you're like, what the fuck is this? But you keep, <laughs> but you keep watching it. So I don't know if that's a compliment or not. It's probably a compliment that you leave it on. Uh, but it's, it's, a little, it's a little ridiculous. But I don't know. We grew up with it, so. Any other names in that movie besides uh, Ryan Phillippe and uh, Selma Blair? What, what am I missing? Uh, well, Reese Witherspoon. I forgot all about her being in that movie. All right. Yeah, she's like the good girl, right? She's the good girl, right? Yeah. forgot all about her being in that movie. Totally. Right. She's the quest. She's the holy grail. Yeah. Sebastian. Yep. yep. Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who else is in cruel? Uh, the 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 black kid. I forget his name. He he was kind of famous at the time, and he I think he went on to do some uh, to do some movies. I can't think of his name though. How about the adults? Are any adults famous? I don't think so. All right. Uh, Sean Patrick Thomas. The name sounds familiar. I can't place him though. I can't place the face. He was in Save the Last Dance with. Uh, I never saw that either, but that's what that's probably what he's best known for. 
I mean, you pulled you pulled that right out. Save the last dance. Like I was supposed well, to. Well, I'm on his Wikipedia page now. <laughs> he said, "Save the last dance." <laughs> Known for his role as Derek Reynolds in 2001 film Save the Last Dance. There's only one Reynolds family I could think of. I think Derek. <laughs> the Derek system does not exist in my mind. <laughs> no. Uh, he's probably the next biggest name though in that movie. Oh, Tara Reid is in it too, but she must have a very small role because I don't remember her. Trying to think what Tara Reid in her day, man. She was she had a like, quick little run. She was like uh, she's like Terrell Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had the American Pie movies, Lebowski. It's basically it. It's probably yeah. like a four or five year stretch. Oh, she had, uh, Van Wilder. Oh yeah, great. Yes. Phenomenal in Van Wilder. Yes. Yeah. And that's that might be it right there. Van Wilder was like two thousand two, and that might have been it for her. Try to think what other movies would be on when you're a kid. You just had to put them on. Oh, like the nudity movies. Yeah. Um, I was never a big fan of Showgirls, to be honest with you. Nah, I was a show that. That was one. That one was a little weird for me. I didn't buy Jesse Spano in that role because she was such a feminist in Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She was a feminist. I've been watching a little bit of Saved by the Bell because they've been doing marathons on the weekend on yep. E. Yep. She was a feminist, but I mean, she's on and off again with AC Slater, who was the biggest like meathead sexist in sitcom history. <laughs> Going, baby. Yeah. So I mean, Jesse Spano needs to relax a little bit. Why she you practice what you preach, Spano? Yeah. Did she marry him in the? Uh, I haven't revival. Seen it I have no intention of watching it. Yeah, I probably won't. It, it's uh, is that a miniseries or a movie? I think, I think it's a show. Probably, I it's right? a, yo, I don't think it's. I don't know if it's a miniseries. I think it's a show. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not big into the whole rebooting all these shows. Even shows I liked. There's, I was thinking about this the other day. There's just too much shit out there. And they do this a lot. Like, I was reading somewhere that, like, there's, I mean, there's, there are new movies and shows and stuff, right? But, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's just about something else that happened already. Yeah. And it's just kind of re- recycling, regurgitating, or building off of something that already exists. Like, they're doing a, um, a Will, you mentioned Willy Wonka before, they're doing a Willy Wonka prequel which is fucking insane and maybe the dumbest idea that Hollywood has ever come up with. Yeah. Um, but like, there's, every, there's just too much shit. Like, I feel like there's no room for any new classics anymore. Like, every, just, every day there's, like, something new comes out and you got to see this and you got to watch that. And there's no time for, like, the rewatch and, you know, catch it again on late night cable. Like, if you put TV on and you have two hours to kill, you're going to want to fucking put something new on because there's just too much stuff to watch. You got to be catching up. On top, I mean, you haven't seen fucking Casablanca yet. You're watching Fargo that you couldn't even take the main character. I mean, Humphrey <laughs> Bogart was, was born to play Rick in Casablanca. And Rick Blaine, yeah. And you're stuck there watching uh, a stand-up comedian you know, try and play a mob boss. It's not working for you. There's just too much shit where all you just, you don't know. I got to watch something. I got to see this. I got to, oh man, just, I want to sit down and fucking watch a classic. I haven't watched Goodfellas in fucking months. It's crazy. 
I wouldn't let yeah. them, I wouldn't let that much time go by. Goodfellas, it's nuts. Casino. I can't remember the last time I saw Casino. All these movies. You think the overexposure of all these shows is maybe a reason why uh, some sports ratings might be down? Like kids aren't getting into sports as much. Is there's just too much other shit? I think it's everybody. I think it's not just kids. I think it's everybody. I, well, I think the it. old guy is still kind of set in his ways, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, but there's, but there's just so much content. If you are like a fringe sports guy, if you weren't, if you don't have a team, if you're not a diehard guy, do you are you really going to watch? You know, like the TNT game on uh, whatever Wednesday nights. Are you going to no. watch that, or are you, are you gonna are you gonna pop it in Netflix and you have, or you have a million options in Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever? Right, there's new shit that comes on Netflix every day. It's just too much. It's overexposure, and there's uh, the the standards are. I mean, there's some great stuff, man, but uh, overall, like, they'll put anything out there. And there's people that are just, that will just binge watch the dumbest shows and the most mind numbing TV shows. And there's no room for anything, like, to be lasting. I like, guess it's, it's just, it's just, it's just uh, empty calories, basically. Everything should be consumed once and spit out. Yeah. There's the amount of dumb television shows. Like, every time I hear you got to watch this on Netflix, I just, Go under the assumption that it's horrible. I hate it, man. I'm like, I'm, I've become extremely selective with like the TV shows I watch, and I'm trying to watch more movies when I'm doing that. Because first more of movies. all, yeah, first of all, the movie there's there's plenty of movies. The movie production has there's a lot of movies now. It's 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 increased more. There's still plenty of stuff to watch. Like there's more. I would assume there's more movies made now than there were in 1980. But uh, like, I just don't have – there's plenty, there's plenty of content from, you know, 1925 until now that I'll never catch up on it. And it's two, yeah. it's two hours of my time rather than eight hours. Like, I don't need to sit down and watch. Right. It's like two, epi- it's like two episodes of a television show yeah. that you, you do like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I still watch a lot of movies. I, I still uh, – I've still been locking in on movies, especially since the pandemic hit, which is almost a yeah. year ago now. I made a conscious decision to uh, watch a lot of movies. I, I would say I do probably at least one new one a week. Nice. Sometimes, sometimes I could hit, uh, you know, two, three. Yeah, I'm trying to do that now, basically between football and baseball. Yes, that's exactly. I have actually that was my thing. I want to do. Uh, I have like some on the DVR that I want to bang out right right now. I have that. Remember the Las Vegas story we talked about? Yes. Yep. I have, I have had that on the DVR since May and I told myself in February I was going to get to it. So time's running out. Do you remember the thin man that we talked about? That was like, as a Christmas movie. I watched the first 20 minutes of it. I think, I think I'm going to like it. Like he's making the first scene with the main character. He's, he's showing bartenders how to make a martini. There you go. And then he pounds Hooked. it. Hooked right there. And he pounds it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I have a few. I have Rio Bravo. That's a good one. Rio Bravo. Barton good. Fink, Cone Brothers. Never saw it, but yeah, yeah. Unforgiven. That's Eastwood. You know, Bush Cassie and Sundance Kid never saw. I've had that. I've had that in the DVR since June. You know, so you know those two movies. You know, so Unforgiven. No. 
Oh man, those are two. I mean, must sees. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, right. I'll never, I'll never get off the movie train. I, I'm, I'm more movie than TV guy. Yeah, I, I think I made the mistake of like getting into. I gotta watch these shows. I gotta, but then there's so many disappointing shows out there, and this. I don't. I'm just getting more selective. Like I'll, I do like to watch them, but it's such a commitment. And they're so long, and there's so many of them. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid ones. My wife watches a lot of stupid ones. I just tell her like, you can watch them without me. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Yeah, she used to just always like, you know, we gotta watch. And now it's just, she's like, I know you're not gonna watch this, so I'm like, yeah, do it without me. <laughs> Some stupid Netflix. As soon as she says, oh. You know, I was talking to a friend at work. They said we got to watch this. I got you. Go ahead. Tuned out. <laughs> Tuned out. You go ahead. Speaking um, of Tara Reid, getting back to Tara Reid for a second. Please, yeah, by all means. Who in our generation? So let's say thirty years. Hottest chick of our generation. Hottest female. Jeez. Who's the like, height of her powers? Who? Okay, so you're saying like 1990 yeah. till now. Yeah, because I was watching. I've been watching Three's Company a lot reruns too. I feel like Suzanne Summers at that time may have been the number one seed of that time. You know, she wasn't really a movie star or you know model. Yeah, she's she's right up there though. Yeah, uh, I mean, see, it's tough because there's like waves. I mean, the '90s you have all the Baywatch chicks. Um, you have like Cindy Crawford in the '90s. Like, you have all, like, that first wave of Victoria's Secret women. I mean, there's so many. I don't know. The, it was, like, like Megan Fox might is, like, up there for the hottest women of our lifetime. Megan Fox might be the most beautiful woman that we've ever encountered. She's up there. Mm-hmm. But, I've, but it's tough. Because, I don't know. I don't know. David Silver snagged her. Brian Austin Green. And lost to some did lose her, yeah. weird idea. Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, for me, it's one answer. It's Pam Anderson. Yeah, in the 90s, was all, it's all her. I mean, if it's just the 90s, it's her. Right, but I feel like I have the sentimental uh, attachment to her, too, because it was the 90s when I was a kid. From uh, she, was, she was discovered at, like, some Canadian football game or something. Was she? Yep. Went on to Tool Time, got a little work done. Went on to okay. Baywatch, got a little more work done. And just continued to get work done. But yeah, the time that she Tommy, made a video with Tommy Lee. Uh, the Tommy Lee, he thing. was getting some work done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if there's, I don't know if there's like uh, like reigns of of that kind of uh, uh, like a reign of being the most beautiful woman in the world. But yeah, she had a stretch probably as long as anybody's. I would say like ninety four to ninety eight, something like that. Yeah. The only yeah. other person I could think of on her level, like Carmen Electra, maybe. Yeah, she she came back right after her. That she was my favorite when I was around that age. Yeah. That's that's what I was thinking in '98. Probably took over for a couple of years. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's. You had the model, like you said, Cindy Crawford, Kathy Ireland, women like that, the models. Yasmin Bleeth. I mean, she had a Yasmin Bleeth before she got hooked on mess. I mean, yeah, but it's just like, yeah, just so 
Yeah. It's really, I don't know who holds, who holds the title. I didn't give a moment. I don't know. Generationally, even if you go back, like I watched, I watched part of a movie the other day. Um, it was called, this is from 1941 and it was called, I think it's called that lady Eve. Yeah. And it's um, Henry Fonda was at this point is a young Henry Fonda and Barbara Stanwyck. And like, I like the double take. This woman was gorgeous. And like, yeah. they, they like, you know, she's not slutting around on in this movie, but like very subtle with certain things. And uh, you're like, wow, he's just stunned. I looked her up and she was, you know, she's in the league with the women of that era to be, you know, she had like that husky voice and she knew how to talk, you know, to act like a woman, but talk like a man type, you know what I mean? Like, you know, talking about. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A sharp tongue. Exactly. Um, yeah. Sometimes you get women like that in those older movies. You don't expect them to uh, be quite as good looking as you expect, you know, the standard that has been built up today, but then you catch one, you're like, Oh, but she I can mean, play in any era. You think of old time women and it's Marilyn Monroe, but I mean, there's so many others that are from that era. Sophia Loren and Claudia Cardinale. Raquel Welch. Kim Novak. I mean, there's yeah, Raquel Welch. Yeah, there's so many of them um, that come through. It's almost, it's almost unfair to narrow it down to one great one. They all have their uh, – they all have a moment or two. And they all continue like, like Carmen Electra is still beautiful. Oh yeah, she's she was in the Last Dance documentary. It was oof. she's still throwing heat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say she was in Save the Last Dance. No, no. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't vouch right now. I have to do a double check, but I don't believe she was. Yeah. Well, all talented. Even like. Uh, Jenny McCarthy from that era. I mean, she was. Oh, yeah, of course. Singled out. That was her big break, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy is uh, always, always one of my favorites, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. So there's, a, there's always, you know, let's uh, appreciate them all. We're just very lucky as men to gaze our eyes upon these absolute beauties. Oh, yeah, not easy to pick one, but I'm just saying <laughs> if I had to give up the number one overall seed, it'd be Pam. I do have uh, – I feel like we're going to wrap up soon, Ant, but I do have one thing for you that I do need to bring up. It's not very important, so it's great for the end of the show. But All right. In the, in, in, with the thought of uh, not wanting to waste your time watching stupid television, there is a show being rebooted with its original host. Uh, you've spent hours, numerous hours, watching this show. Okay. Trying to link the chain. <laughs> Chain reaction. He's coming back, baby. Yep. Dylan I, Lane. He's back. Dylan Lane is back. Because I knew they rebooted it with a different guy, right? I have no idea. This, he's Th- coming back though. It's him. Uh, see, that's he's, different. A little a little game show reboot is okay. He's he's coming back. He's uh bald now. Oh no. <laughs> really? <laughs> he looks he looks so strange. I yeah I had a feud on last night, and they uh, and they had the commercial for it coming back on Game Show Network. Dylan Lane bald. <laughs> I gotta see this. 
It's all old pictures of him. Nothing new. All right, I'll have to wait and see then. I'll hold out. Oh, wait, no, go to – um. hang on. I'm going to send you this link. I think there's the uh, – let's see if I can figure this out. There you go. I sent you a link. All right. And I think the – yeah, about halfway down the – or not halfway down, but a little bit down the page, there's uh, – oh, no, this isn't it. Never mind. Shit, sorry. My mistake. I got excited. It's not it. Uh, well, I didn't get it anyway, so. It's in the, the chat there. Oh, on the I thought you texted it to me. No, no, no. Oh, so I, it's this. Oh, I never know how to use this chat. Chat. What have you done? Oh, no. He just shut himself out. No, well, I wanted to see. Oh. <laughs> Uh, is, it, is this video of the uh, new chain reaction show him the, the new Dylan Lane? I don't think so. I think it's a classic. All right. Now I'm gonna, I'll get out of it then. Did you know this is an old show? This is a Canadian game show from the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea. Dylan Lane took it. Oh. I think is this the new one is Monday 22nd. Monday, I'll have to set the DVR. Yep. Oh, this Monday. Monday the 22nd, yeah. Let's see. Prime time slot. Um, let's see. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> Five o'clock. Yeah, it's prime time for Game Show Network. Oh, I see the picture of him now. Nice. That's yeah, weird. Oh, he, he. I think in the in the ad, I think. Uh, hope I get this right, but he goes. Uh, uh, how do he put it? To something like all of me is back, and he points to his head. And he's like almost all of me, <laughs> or something uh, like that. <laughs> atrocious. You are back, certainly. You are certainly back with that comment, Dylan. <laughs> There was ever a Dylan. Oh, did you, go, did you go to the Game Show Network? Yeah, he is a Dylan through and through. Did you go to the Game Show Network page? That's where it is, the, the picture of him. Uh, no, I went on uh, the Comcast. Game Show Network just pumps out game shows. It's crazy how many game shows they put on. How do they get away with it? I mean, they got Family Feud keeping them afloat. Have you without, ever, without the feud, man, they're in trouble. Have you ever watched any of these shows? Besides 21 with Alfonso Rubiero. Yeah. Have you watched Masterminds? No. Have you watched Get a Clue? No. Have you watched America Says? Common Knowledge. I think I may have watched America Says a couple times. That with the guy... Uh... I can picture the guy. He's an actor who hosts it. Yeah, he's in the breakup. He's uh Yeah, exactly. Anderson's brother. The brother. Cash Cab. Cash Cab I've watched. Ben Bailey, yeah. Yeah. And common knowledge is crazy that uh Joy Fatone is hosting game shows. I mean, what else 
It's not that crazy. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I mean, what did you think? Once NSYNC broke up, this was the best case scenario. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I'd love to be a game show host. Seems like a lot of fun. It depends. There's two, there's two ways you can look at being a game show host. You can look at it as a demotion. If you're a guy like maybe Alec Baldwin. He's, he's on network television, though, so it's not a demotion. If you're, if you're a host on Game Show Network, it's much different. I get true. Host on ABC true, but I feel like there are some people who can look at it as like, oh, I can't host a game show. And there's some people who it's almost like a career saver, like a Fatone has a chance to actually work. You know, what, what are you going to do if you're Fatone? You're not, you know, NSYNC's not getting back together anytime soon. Well, what's the what's the Steve Harvey thing then? Because he was a pretty big star, and he just goes on there and kills it. Harvey, I feel like he's a comedian though. Harvey, I feel like comedians are kind of that's always in the back of my mind. Might end up hosting some sort of show, like Drew Carey. Yes, and, and I feel like and Brady. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like a comedian when you grind it out all those years doing comedy clubs and stuff. Like getting to host a Family Feud is a huge deal. That's true. It's not like Steve Harvey went from winning Oscars to yeah, hosting true. Family Feud. You know, he's a, he had a TV show. <laughs> but think about the people who came before him hosting the feud. You know, I mean, it was Al Borland and uh, Jay Peterman and uh, Louis. There was more guys behind the guys. Like he Harvey was, was the, the guy. He's yeah, the most he's, famous guy to ever get the job. Right. Outside of guys who were famous for hosting it. How famous was Louis Anderson? Not that famous. I mean, he was known. He had his own cartoon. He was a quick – he was a kind of in and out family feud, though. He's barely a host. Oh, yeah. No, I know. But he was there. He was there. He was probably the worst one they ever had. Wow, I'll give Louie a little credit. He's all right. Who's the worst one, then, if he's not? Mm. Jeez. All right. Am I missing anybody? Ray Combs is a stand-up comedian, by the way. I didn't know that. That's how he got the gig, I guess. Uh... God, he had six kids, Ray Combs. Jeez. I didn't know Richard Dawson came back after Combs off himself. Yeah, quick run. That was nice. Tried to revive the show. Then Louis, Carnage, John O'Hurley, and Harvey. It's either it's either Carnal or Hurley you got to pick from. Uh, I I think they those guys are both better than. Well, can I just like them all? Why? I mean, what's wrong with that? Why can't I like them all? You could. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't necessarily like, and I watched one last night. And this didn't happen at all. But I don't I don't necessarily like how in the new feud they kind of phrase the questions to get that YouTube hit. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all about uh, something going viral now, yeah. But I watched a couple last night, and neither did that. And I was like, oh, okay. See, there's somewhere they're kind of normal. Yeah. <laughs> there was one terrible question, though. I was like, if you were at a cannibal restaurant, yes. what, are the re- what reason would you send back your leg of man? Such a bad question. Just throw Undercooked. That, uh, that was number one answer, yeah. 
Yeah. Overcooked. Now it was up there. Yep. Still bleeding. That's undercooked. <laughs> no, hey, that's where you look to the judge. You're like, nope, it's undercooked. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, just, I just, uh, there you go. This chain reaction coming back. Dylan Lane is back in the house. All right. It's good. It's not bad news. Hopefully a future mayor will be a contestant on there. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's it, man. I think uh, that's a Monday in February right there, my man. It's, yeah. Good shit. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, spending a little time with Sunday Poor. It's good to be back. Yankees uh, just got a little news here. Yankees signed catcher Robertson Chirinos to a minor league deal. Uh, with that, we'll uh, see you on uh, Thursday night. We'll talk to you on Thursday night. We'll not see you, but we'll talk to you on Thursday night. We'll be back then. And anything you want to say? Yeah, just thanks for listening, and we'll see you then. Peace. All right. Well, there we go. Do you know who the shortest president was? Uh, the sh- yeah, I probably should because my son used to uh, quiz me all this kind of shit. Uh, the shortest president standing in at five foot four inches, Calvin Coolidge, James Madison. Oh, Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> no, but I'll give you a fun fact about Calvin Coolidge. All right, first, pre- only first and only president to be born on the fourth of July. Oh, I mean, maybe that was what I was thinking of. Three presidents have died on the 4th of July. Do you know who they were? Uh, I believe it was Adams, Jefferson. Oh, it was early presidents, right, yeah. Monroe or Madison. It was three early ones, yeah. You know who the tallest president was? Lincoln? Yeah, I think so. Although, is that something that could maybe be disputed? Maybe he was kind of like how they say Jesus. It's probably like four foot eight. Is it possible Lincoln's height was overstated because of the times? Maybe really he was like five foot nine. He seems pretty tall. Yeah, he probably was. Six four. Six four. Yeah. Someone will someone will beat that. They won't be able to beat it by much because you can't have like a freak show president. No, no. Like a six foot nine. Think about this. <laughs> can't have Sean Bradley be president. No, nah, the, the American p- people are too superficial for that. No, no. <laughs> six, five, six, six. You see six, five. Yeah. yeah. But who, though? Who's tall that might be running for president? I don't know. He may not even be born yet, but I just think someone's going to beat that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really – no, I mean, four, five foot four is – you can write that down. That's never being broken. Nobody under five four is being elected president. No, is that being nominated? Not being, uh, not being thought of. Not getting past city council. No. No, someone will sit down with him real early on and say it's not happening. Yeah, sorry, buddy. It's not can't, happening, guy. Can't do it. We're good. We're good at our jobs. We cannot make you any taller. Yeah. Do you know who the first American-born president was? 
are the first one born in the country um, as opposed to like starting the country. Right. So George Washington technically was not born in America because right, right. it didn't exist. America, exactly. Yep. Um, hmm. He was also the first Democrat. Uh, I don't know. Who, I don't know the parties of people back then. Martin Van Buren. Oh, MVB. MVB. The eighth president. Oh, it took took to the eighth president, huh? He he. I mean, I would hope that he got MVP chance from his fans. <laughs> MVP. Yeah, I don't know what happened after that, though, because after that, they went back to the Whig party. A bunch of – so they went backwards. The Whigs. Millard Fillmore and all those guys were Whigs. Wigging out. <laughs> Nick Fillmore was the last Whig guy. John Tyler, I think he was a Whig. Man, you know, you know your early presidency. You're like you like the Evan Roberts of uh, Sunday Four. Yeah, I get tripped up with the uh, like in the the twenty to thirty range, like the the uh, Herbert Hoover's. How many? You know, early presidents, and then like the last 10, 15. If you had to put money on it, how many presidents could you do in order? I mean, I could definitely do the first 10, maybe 15 to Lincoln. How good are you on vice presidents? Not great at vice presidents. I mean, Adams was Washington's, and Jefferson, I'm pretty sure, was Adams. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> like, if I ask you who James Garfield's vice president was, would you know? James Garfield's vice president? Yeah. Uh, Do you know what number President James Garfield was? Twenty. I'm, I'm looking. Twenty-one. He's twenty. Yeah, I'm cheating. I'm looking it up. I'm not. not was it that. Arthur? Was Arthur his vice president? It was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because he got he got assassinated in uh, Penn Station in Washington D.C. Yeah. The bullet wound was lodged in his stomach, and uh, apparently, like today, it would have been an easy fix, but like they left it there and it got infected, and he died like weeks later. Chester Arthur had to take over. McKinley get killed in office? Yeah, McKinley was 25, I believe. He got assassinated. Why do you get Only killed? four have been assassinated, right? JFK, Lincoln, McKinley, and Garfield. I think, I think that's the four. Why did, why did, why did McKinley get killed? Besides being president. I'm not. Uh, I'm not that familiar with McKinley. What I forget what happened with him. He's killed in 1901. All right. Let's see. Says Carter. Blah blah blah. Although McKinley enjoyed meeting the public, uh, Cordelou, that his wife, was concerned with his security due to recent assassinations by anarchists in Europe, such as the assassination of King Umberto I of Italy the previous year. Twice he tried to remove a public reception from the president's rescheduled visit to the exposition. McKinley refused, and Cordelou, I guess this may be Cy Orgsworms, that Cordelou arranged for additional security for the trip. On September 5th, the president delivered his address to the fairgrounds before a crowd of some 50,000 people. In his final speech, McKinley urged recipro uh, recipro 
Presidi treaties with other nations to assure American manufacturers access to foreign markets. The intended speech is a keynote to his plans for a second term. One man in the crowd, Leon Slogatz, hoped to assassinate McKinley. He had managed to get close to the presidential podium but did not fire, uncertain of hitting his target. After hearing a speech by anarchist Emma Goldman in Cleveland, Stulgatz, or Slow Slogatz, had decided to take action that he believed would advance the cause, whatever the cause is. After his failure to get close enough on the 5th, Stugatz waited the next day at the Temple of Music on the exposition grounds where the president was to meet the public. Stugatz concealed his gun and a handkerchief, and when he reached the head of the line, shot McKinley twice in the abdomen at close range. Yep, there you I knew one of them got whacked at a speech. That was McKinley. Apparently didn't die right away. Oh, he was at Garfield too? Yeah, I guess he was shot on the 16th and died until the 14th. A month he made it. Garfield. Oh, yeah, Garfield, yeah. Yeah. No, I just Garfield McKinley, lasted a month. McKinley lasted a little less than a, well, a little over a week. Yeah, they lasted a little bit longer than Lincoln and JFK did. Yeah. Yep. Although Lincoln, I think, didn't they bring him to a cabin or something? They tried to help him, yeah. He was probably dead long before that. Fucking John Wilkes Booth. I still understand why they killed him. It was just like just the anarch, just like whatever the anarchist thing is. Yeah, because he was president. They just wanted to yeah. whack him. Yeah, I guess you could get close to him back in the day, and that's what you wanted to do. In Buffalo, what a place to get shot in Buffalo. Jesus. Buffalo, jeez. All right, so this guy, Schlogatz, had lost his job during the economic panic of 1893 and turned to anarchism, political philosophy adhered to by recent assassins of foreign leaders. He regarded McKinley as a symbol of oppression and was convinced that it was his duty as an anarchist to kill him. This guy probably had some issues. Yeah, I see. Okay, I gotta look up this. Some underlying, some underlying issues. Let's see. Shulgatz. Oh, he's Polish. He's not Leon. There's two Z's in his name. A Z. A C Z. Oh man! So he's caught in the act. Quickly tried, convicted, and executed seven weeks later. <laughs> oh man! Was in no time. Brilliant. I love that. Yeah. You whack a president, that's executed. Do you know that Ulysses S. Grant was the president that made Christmas a federal holiday? Grant, I had no idea. Also an alcoholic. I could have... Well, World War, our Civil War hero. I mean, uh, how do you think you get through those days? Sure. I don't think it's called alcoholism back then. I think it's just called, you know, dealing with 1800s warfare. Yeah, well, by tw- I guess by, uh, you know, 2021 standards, he was an alcoholic. Well, let's, come on. Didn't he also get sick later in life because of uh, his alcohol use? 
I think that may have been also. That seems uh, harsh. Could have been a lot of things. Could have been a lot of things. Oh, here you go. That's what you're waiting for. Slugatz's last words were, never pronounce my name incorrectly on a podcast. Uh, No, his last (laughs) words were, I killed the president because he was the enemy of the good people, the good working people. I am not sorry for my crime. I'm sorry I could not see my father. And he was electrocuted by three jolts, each 18,000 volts, in Auburn prison, October 29th, 1901, 45 days after his victim's death. There you have it. We, we're good to give – it's good to give some love to McKinley, man, because the other three presidents get – or maybe not Garfield, but everyone's always talking about JFK and Lincoln, the, the, forgotten, the forgotten assassinated president, William McKinley. James Garfield. Let's do it. Well, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if either of these would make a, for a good movie. But, I mean, if you're just getting – I mean, if you're just giving a public speech shot, there's not really anything much to it. No, he got shot in a train station with bullet in, in his gut. Thing got infected, and that was it. Uh, it says here the reason for Garfield's assassination was retribution for perceived failure to reward campaign support. Oh, is that so? Was the, the guy didn't like that he didn't get it? I don't know, like he didn't. A, a politician didn't follow through on his promises. The guy decides to shoot the guy. I guess so. Right. Try getting to that guy's head. I guess Ulysses S. Grant actually died uh, more because he was a cigar smoker. He had lung, uh, lung cancer. Oh. Throat, throat cancer. Yeah, I'll do it too. All right, I got to see more about this. This guy, he was a Frenchman. Killed him. Guiteau. Charles J. Guiteau. Oh, this guy looks like a weirdo. By any standards. This is the guy who killed Garfield? Yeah. What's his name? Charles J. Guto, G-U-I-T-E-A-U. This is Wikipedia picture. Just yeah, you know this guy. It's got issues. This guy's always yeah, so they hung this guy too. Okay, so Guto, Guto considered himself a loyal Republican and a stalwart, and his narcissistic personality convinced him. Let's not let's not put this on narcissism. He's a fucking murderer. Him that his work for the party was critical to Garfield's election to the presidency. Later convinced that Garfield was going to destroy the Republican Party by scrapping the, pa- the patronage system and the straw after his final encounter with Blaine, I didn't read any before that, he decided the only solution was to remove Garfield and elevate Vice President Chester A. Arthur. Mission accomplished. An accolade of Senator Roscoe Conkling, the stalwart leader who managed Grant's 1880 campaign and was not on friendly terms with Garfield. Guto conceded that the president would be too strong to kill with the knife. Garfield would have crushed the life out of me with a single blow of his fist, he said. He settled on a pistol after contemplating what he would use. 
Yeah, usually trying to try. He was worried that Garfield was going to beat him up. If he tried to kill him with a knife, yeah. He was 10 years younger than Garfield, man. What a bitch. I mean, Garfield was also, you know, probably uh, in the army and shit, though. He was butthurt that a politician wasn't doing what he thought a politician would do. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Are you, how stupid are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to let you down at some point, man. It's back when there was hope, was, you know? Was there, was there a lot of hope in, 1880, in the 1880s? <laughs> I think it's when it died with uh, Charles Couteau. I think, it, I think there was more hope after this guy died. Uh, it wasn't what it was uh Baltimore that he got shot, not Washington DC train station. Oh no, it wasn't what it was Baltimore and Potomac Railroad Station in Washington DC. All right, it's confusing. <laughs> so, after the after the guilty verdict was read, Kito stepped forward despite his lawyer's efforts to tell him to be quiet and yelled at the jury, saying, You are all low consummate jackasses plus a further stream of curses and obscenities before he was taken away by guard to his cell to await execution <laughs> oh, so yeah this guy wasn't right in the head let's see if I get this guy's last words I want to know his last meal you think these guys got last meals I mean they didn't starve him to death so yeah probably I think they got a choice though uh, I, I don't know. Would you have the sympathy to give a guy who murders the president or murders anybody? I mean, they give baby killers the last meals, right? Those guys I wouldn't give a last meal to, but I think I'd have a soft spot for the other murderers. Assuming it wasn't like someone I was, you know, friendly with. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, compassion towards a killer is weird. It's on, it's foreign, but, uh, I mean, they probably, I don't know. They deserve it. Probably not. Um, can we, can we bring back hangings for like the baby murderers at least? That'd be cool. That's not, it's almost too good for the baby murderers. Will be will be a good execution for like the lowest of the lowest scums. Uh, let's. I mean, there are. So you ever go back to the medieval times? There's so many good William torture, Wallace torturous ways to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> so guillotine's too good because it's painless. No, guillotine is not painless. I mean, if it's like the sharp, a dull guillotine hurts like hell. Apparently. A dull guillotine for like the lowest of the lowest scum. Yeah, it doesn't finish him off right away. You got to do it a couple times, hacking away. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Um, try yeah. I mean, draw and quarter is always a classic. What's that? It's where you tie each of your each of the uh, person's limbs to a separate horse and then send the horses in different directions. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Oof. <laughs> That's a DL stint. That'll be a torn groin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it drives. It's, it's, that's horrible. Uh, 
like walk. Maybe like feeding them to like a lion is pretty good. Yeah. Live, live animals, just throw them in. Like there, I tell you, I went to the zoo a couple weeks ago, and there was there's people, like, uh, kind of like splashing snow at a tiger, and I oh, want God. I want like. I, I understand, like it's not great that they're that they're kind of behind fences and stuff. Like it sucks, but also part of me is like these people love animals. They want to take care of them best they can. They might be the best hopes for them to survive the species and stuff. As animals are uh, are endangered. Like I understand it's better if they're in the wild, but I feel like the people who run zoos, at least the majority of them, have a good heart. So that's my and I love seeing a tiger up close. Like it's so cool to see a fucking tiger up close. So that's my feeling. I have a lot of respect for the animals. But the people who just like splash a little snow at her, I want to throw them over the fucking thing so bad. You want like a Jurassic Park situation. I mean, I want to feed them to a fucking tiger. I don't want to be I don't want to be in a Jurassic Park situation where I might have to run from a tiger myself. No. I want them to just be in the cage with no place to go. I mean, it's fun. It's, that's a, that's a, that's so you a, want like an anchor man situation? That's a Jurassic Park. That's a majestic wild. No, I want like uh, give me one where the person got killed and eaten alive by a tiger. Give me one of those situations. Siegfried and Roy. I think it was Roy. <laughs> yes, yes. Although I feel bad, I feel like they probably respected those tigers. Well, I mean, they, I don't know. Coworkers. It's only a matter of time, man. You bring a tiger on stage so many times, he's gonna yeah, have a beat. At, tigers have bad days too. You're playing with you're playing with fire for sure. Um, but yeah, I have like a lot of respect for those animals, and you just don't want to fuck with them. And just kind of go there, you admire them, and hope that they're being taken care of, and hope they got a you know decent life in there, even though it's not you know what they would probably rather. They'd probably be running free, chasing zebras and shit like that. But I mean. At some point, we domestic we domesticated dogs. At some point, right? They were wild. They weren't always at home with us. Not that I think tigers should be in your home, but I'm just saying, like, some level of this has existed for a long time. Uh, don't tell that to people in Texas, man. They love tigers. They all <laughs> they all got them as pets in Texas. I don't know if I, it seems like a lot of upkeep. How do you? I'm not, how do you, I'm not keeping up with a tiger. I'll tell you that. How do you get a tiger to the vet? Doesn't seem plausible. Uh, I don't think you're giving a tiger his shots and his vaccines and shit. I think you just let a tiger live out his days, and when it's time to call it a career, he hangs him up. That's it. You yeah. feed him raw meat. I don't even know what you feed a tiger. You feed a tiger anything. I mean, uh, what would the best way to have a pet tiger to have like an, like a gigantic enclosure? You got to have some land. Yeah, I mean, right, and then throw in like some wild animals for it to prey on, like the chase, like a dare or something. Yeah, any hyena. Yeah, yeah, throw something in there. Just <laughs> coyote. Start importing hyenas. <laughs> yeah, you can get one off Amazon, probably. You can order anything <laughs> off Amazon. I mean, that's probably an awesome show to watch if you just throw in. Like I always wanted to get a fish and like feed it guppies. Yeah, uh, I never did that, but I always wanted to. I would imagine it's a lot more fun with a tiger chasing whatever you get your hands on. Although you'll get calls from the whoever people complaining about it. 
Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to watch that either, though. Tiger just killing a live animal like that. You never watched it on, uh, like, Discovery Channel or whatever? <laughs> no, I was never into that. I love those shows, man. Some of them are so good. You never saw like the, people... Planet, the Planet Earth shows? No. I was never really much. I'm not, like, a huge animal guy. But I also don't want to see them killed either. That's fair. What are you going to say? People that what? Remember the shows they used to put on where they would show someone having like uh, surgery, open oh, heart yeah. surgery? Yeah. People used to watch that shit. I couldn't understand that either. Yeah, it's different. I don't like people, you know, I don't like people's like feet. I don't want to see the insides of their stomach, you know? No, I don't like people's feet, at least men's feet. All right. I think when I, when you start to, when you start to uh, separate the kind of feet that you like and don't like, it's time to call it the night. You're no. saying a nice manicured woman's foot is the uh, worst no. thing in the world. All right. Well, that's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not saying I'm the foot fucking master. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, well that, was you your president's, that was your president's day tribute. You had, to, you had to wait till the end for it. Guto suffered from both schizophrenia and grandiose narcissism. So I guess narcissism was the uh, – he's the guy who killed Garfield. He, and also, a little record, Guto is the uh, longest surviving assassin of a president. Oh, yeah, because Lee Harvey didn't make it a day. Well, who knows? Uh, his, the JFK's assassin might still be alive for all we know. True. Fair point. Um, but yeah, uh, what's his name? John uh, Lewis Booth was killed like instantly, wasn't he? He got chased, right? Oh, he yeah, it was a chase, yeah, but he got killed. Yeah. What the fuck did he get out of there? Like, what? I mean, it's such madness. There's a gunshot in the middle of the thing, and it's up in the balcony. Like, who's there? I mean, there was no Secret Service back then. That's, you know, I mean, maybe there is, but that guy is probably half drunk. And when did the Secret Service become a thing? That's a good question. Uh, I just was reading about uh, in the early 1900s that the Secret Service got a bad name by some guy who was running some kind of scheme. I don't know the deep. Sorry. This was like, was not the, the main point of what I was reading. It was kind of just thrown in there. But some Secret Service agent got nabbed for... Uh, Run some sort of scheme. July 5th, 1865. There you go. Three months after Lincoln got killed. That was a direct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could draw the line there why they did it. All right. Don't you think the Secret Service, Secret Service should be in plain clothes so they're a little more secretive? Probably are some in plain clothes. Yeah, I guess so. I always associate him with the black suit, black, dressed like reservoir dogs. Yeah, a little wire coming out of their ear. Which is kind of cool, but I, I want to I see some undercover Secret Service. Listen, if the, if the guys that do the show on Practical Jokers can walk around and make people think that they're just random people, <laughs> and they got little earbud in their ears, I mean, yeah. people are pretty stupid. They'll fall for it. Maybe not a, a possible assassin. They might be looking for something like that. But I'm just saying the majority of people are not are, are going to fall for whatever stupid tricks they have up their sleeve. Everything about being Secret Service 
sounds awesome, except I'm not taking a bullet for another guy. Yeah, I think that's a good first requirement, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, no, it's definitely the number one thing you have to <laughs> – I'm, I'm not taking a bullet for a guy that puts his pants on one leg at a time just like me. <laughs> I don't care how well he could read a fucking teleprompter. And that's, and that's President's Day 2021. Hang on one sec. I might have one more. Garfield thing for you. Oh, I can't do it because I'm fucking, never mind. I'm an idiot. She, it, I put the fucking song on. I was in my headphones. Hang on. Let me do one more time uh. here. But I guess uh, Johnny Cash sang a song about Garfield. He was a big Garfield fan. Well, it was a popular, and I, it was a previously written song, and uh, he just redid it. I don't know if he was a big fan. And it is not here. Well, I don't have the Johnny Cash version on my on my phone, so I'm not going to play Baskin Lamar Lunsford, but whoever that is. He goes, this is rambling Jack Elliott. Walking down the street the other day, I heard the report of a pistol. A friend of mine looked up sort of excited like and said, what could that mean? Given something sort of like this. Well, tell me, Mr. Garfield, been shot down, down. Tell me, this Mr. Garfield. This is Johnny Cash? No, this is Ramblin' Jack Elliott. This is the guy who oh, uh, me, wrote the song. Been shot down, uh, tell me, Mr. Garfield, been shot down. All right, fine. That's, there you go. Here's your taste of it. All right. Rest in peace, President. <laughs> you see this picture of Guto, man? Fucking lunatic. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Wasn't playing with a full deck. Uh, no. Nope. Thirty-six cards. <laughs> yep. All right. Let me get this stuff out here. All right. That'll do it. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later, man. All right. Peace.